This is the Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today we'll be talking about the importance of visual communication and a little experiment that I ran that pit SlideShare content up against podcast content. But first, I want to thank Reagan. We always are trying to find ways to help you do things better, and nobody does corporate communications better than our friends at Reagan.com. Their reputation for practical, useful webinars and events is second to none. If you're a corporate communicator, you don't want to miss their upcoming webinar, Create, Market, and Measure Brand Journalism, Lessons from Wells Fargo Stories. It's a 75-minute webinar with the content team at Wells Fargo. Learn how to plan a successful content strategy, the meaningful metrics you must have, and how Wells Fargo build great content into a regulated industry. If you'd like to sign up, you can visit quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers to get an extra $30 off. That's an offer exclusive to Quick and Dirty Tips listeners, so be sure to check it out at the top of the page on quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers. Visual communication is becoming more and more important every day. As you may know, for some time now, the trend for presentation slides has been to eliminate most, if not all, of the words and simply focus on bold, imaginative, and engaging images. In the past couple of years, I've also noticed social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn, they're adding more and more visual elements, both added the possibility of a larger header profile photo and both enhanced the ability to add videos, images, and presentations directly into the profile or the stream. There's also been a significant increase in subscribers to photo and video dedicated social media like YouTube, SlideShare, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, Vine, Snapchat. So I've been experimenting with these new tools. And I wanted to share with you today just a little experiment that I ran about a year ago. So I decided then to try out Haiku Tech for the first time, and I don't remember what initially brought my attention to it, but it claimed, I remember it claimed to be a quick way to create visually stunning slide decks. Of course, I was interested. So that night, I decided to create a 10-slide deck based on my most popular episode of the Public Speaker Podcast, which was How to Introduce Yourself, and still is How to Introduce Yourself. I gave the, the slide deck a clever name, Taking the Hell Out of Hello, and I chose an unusual quirky image for the title slide. It didn't get much attention on Haiku Deck, at least on that platform itself, but then I noticed that you can easily post Haiku Decks to SlideShare. So I did that, just of course to check out the feature of the software, and it really was easy and seamless. Then almost immediately, which I didn't expect, the deck started getting traction and attention on SlideShare, and in fact, it was even featured on the homepage for a few days. So I wanted to see if that was a one-off. So I created another one, again, based on a popular public speaker episode, this time one that was about storytelling. I titled this slide share, Are You Another Boring Storyteller? Again, I picked a quirky image for the slide title page, and once again, the same thing happened. The slide deck got featured, that is on SlideShare, and it quickly gained traction. So I decided to post them on my website. I put them in the sidebar on a few of my most popular pages. I wanted to see what would happen over the course of a year. And so recently, very recently, I received an email from SlideShare telling me that these two slide decks are in the top 10% of their most popular slideshows. I wondered, really? That popular? I wonder how popular they are compared to the original podcast 
of course, the content is pretty much the same, the podcast and the slide shares. The slide share is visual and the content, of course, of the podcast is written and audio. So I asked our talented QDT intern, Rebecca, to investigate the results for me to go back and see how those episodes have done. So the first episode, which was posted in 2011, the slide share version of that episode received more than 600,000 views, which is more than four times the number of podcast downloads. So again, the slide share had 600,000 views, four times greater than the amount of podcast downloads, even though that slide share was just posted a year ago and that podcast has been there for a number of years. The second newer podcast, that was the one on storytelling, that one received over 600,000 views, again, in the SlideShare format. And in this case, the SlideShare one was 12 times as popular. There's 12 times the number of downloads from the podcast. That's a huge difference. Keep in mind, the slides were only posted a year ago, and each of those two podcasts have been online for several years. So what does that tell us about communication? I think first, people really like visual presentations. And second, people like short presentations. And although QDT episodes are really short, about six to nine minutes, as you know, the slide decks can be consumed in a minute or two. And undoubtedly, a short visual presentation will encourage some people to go on and read and research more, but many people will not. And so that's okay. You're Slide content may be not as deep as your podcast content, but still, some key ideas are still communicated, and you've planted a seed, and it may grow or it may not. But hopefully, the idea is that it'll grow, and maybe they'll come back or they'll listen to your podcast episode. Interestingly, a recent study by Microsoft found that between 2000 and 2013, attention span dropped from 12 seconds to 8 seconds. The researchers speculate that this is due primarily to heavy use of social media. Now, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it's our job as communicators to reach people where they are. And most people have short attention spans and need visual stimulation to help them focus. And actually, this is consistent with how we're wired. According to Dr. Linnell Burmark, he's an associate at the Thornburg Center for Professional Development, he said, and I quote, Unless our words, concepts, and ideas are hooked onto an image, they go in one ear and sail through the brain and go out the other ear. Words are processed by our short-term memory, where we can only retain about seven bits of information. Images, on the other hand, go directly into long-term memory, where they are indelibly etched, end quote. So I think that just supports an image really is worth a thousand words. In other words, Visual communication is immediately recognized by the brain, as opposed to words, which have to be processed and take more time. And that makes visual communication extremely powerful and should be part of any presentation, whether formal or informal. Part of that visual communication includes body language, gestures, and facial expression. They're just as crucial as bold, imaginative, quirky images on a slide presentation. One thing to remember with short visual presentations, it's important to connect your pictures to additional information that the interested listener can follow up on. And if you look at my example slide decks, which, by the way, are on the posts on the Quick and Dirty Tips page, you can see that I didn't do a good job of linking my slideshows back to my brand. I should have included a final slide with a clickable link. I hope you can 
forgive me for that. I initially, again, was just playing around with the software, and I was truly surprised by the amazing response that I got on the slide decks. So I just never went back and updated the slides. So you may be asking, so Lisa, are you going to give up on podcasting? And the answer is absolutely not. I view visual communication as just another channel to deliver my messages, a way to reach more people with shorter, simpler messages. My thought is that visual communication, whether that's a slide share or using some of these newer social media sites that are visually oriented, that will just lead to higher podcast downloads and to higher interaction and engagement with my brand overall. And hopefully both of these channels and all of the channels together fuel the overall growth of my brand. So what's the bottom line? Add more visual information. Keep your presentation short and provide information for deeper research should that person be interested. This is how you improve your communication for the audience of today. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you to lead and influence. If you'd like to learn more about compelling communication, I invite you to read my best-selling books, Smart Talk and Ace Your Interview, and listen to my other podcast, Smart Talk. As always, your success is my business. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>